0: Welcome to the WTJX Newsfeed. In today's top stories, the territory sees an increase of positive COVID 19 numbers. A 23 year old St. Thomas man was gunned down early Sunday morning. The Virgin Islands Supreme Court takes over former Senator Stephen Payne's lawsuit against the legislature. These stories and more on today's WTJX Newsfeed.
1: From the Virgin Islands Public Broadcasting System studios on St. Thomas. This is the WTJX Newsfeed with Marcelina Ventura Douglas.
0: Welcome to the WTJX Newsfeed, bringing you the latest news and updates throughout our community. On May 11th of 2023, President Joe Biden formally declared an end to the COVID-19 public health emergency and the national state of emergency. But the World Health Organization maintains that COVID-19 is still a pandemic, with the virus continuing to mutate into other variants. The Virgin Islands Department of Health Medical Director Dr. Ty hunt Caesar, says that COVID-19 is surging in the territory.
2: We are seeing a lot of COVID, um, being uh, people testing positive for COVID right now. So we are surging in the territory with COVID. And even though individuals might be sick and they might test negative, they might still actually be experiencing effects um, from COVID um, with a negative test. Um, The other viruses that are circulating are influenza. We are seeing some of those... um, Tests that I can see from people that we test in the hospital, and um, in the winter months, um, there are many other viruses that that can cause the common cold and flu-like symptoms that we sometimes don't test for routinely. Uh, so those are things that are like common rhinoviruses, other um, viruses that are that that, may, that people may not have heard of, like the. Our influenza virus, or metanumovirus, those are viruses that are constantly circulating in the winter months um, that surge um, in, in, the, in the northern hemisphere. And we can see it um, coming at different peaks because of the travel season for uh, the, for, you know, for the territory. So we have Um, These viruses that are common in other areas, when people come to the territory, you can see um, those other viruses also peaking during these winter months.
0: 44 days since the territory's last homicide, the quiet streak ended yesterday in the early morning hours on St. Thomas, marking the first homicide for 2024. Virgin Islands Police Department Media Relations Coordinator Kishma Chichester has the details.
3: On Sunday, January 21, 2024, at 3.05 a.m., the 911 Emergency Call Center received alerts from ShotSpotter on multiple shots fired in the area of Post Office Square on St. Thomas. Several citizens then called 911, reporting that two individuals were shot and traveling to the Roy Lester Schneider Regional Medical Center via private vehicles. Two gunshot victims arrived in the Schneider Regional Medical Center's emergency room where they received immediate medical attention. The first victim was identified by next of kin as 23-year-old Johnny Thompson, who sustained at least one gunshot wound to the upper body. Thompson subsequently succumbed to his injury. The second gunshot victim, who sustained at least one gunshot wound to his upper body remains in stable condition for his injury. Anyone having any information about this incident, please contact the Virgin Islands Police Department at 340-774-2211 or the Criminal Investigation Unit's Major Crimes Division at 340-642-8449 or Crime Stoppers at 1-800-222-8477.
0: The Virgin Islands Supreme Court has agreed to take over the lawsuit of former Senator Stephen Payne Sr. against the legislature. The Supreme Court has the authority to take over lower court cases that involve purely legal questions, issues of public importance, and issues of urgency that the use of the normal appellate process would be inadequate. According to a per curiam order entered by Supreme Court Justice Reese Hodge and Associate Justices Maria Cabret and Ives Swan. They found that the lawsuit held all three elements and further cited that while it would have been preferable to allow the case to proceed through the ordinary appellate process, they did not believe that the process has proved adequate and further determined that the matter was among the extraordinarily rare cases that warrants the invocation of the court's transfer power. The Supreme Court ordered counsel for the legislature to file a brief by January 31st, and the plaintiffs must respond by February 14th, with parties also being ordered to appear for oral argument on March 12th. During a press briefing, Governor Albert Bryan spoke on the financial difficulties facing the territory after requesting a line of credit from the 35th legislature. He assured Virgin Islanders, however, of his administration's commitment to paying retroactive wages.
4: This year, we have we have a commitment to pay $25 million in retroactive wages, and we're still trying to keep up with our tax returns, but the money isn't flowing.
0: That lack of money flow took Front Street as the governor's financial team updated lawmakers, particularly under questioning by Senate President Novo Francis, to finance Commissioner nominee Kevin McCurdy on the amount of retroactive wages currently paid out.
5: Yes, 2.5 has been paid out That's far, Senator.
6: And what is, the, what is the process by which additional payment would be made? What are you then determined will be the trigger which would allow for the additional payments to be made on the retroactive? And, and bear in mind that, in fact, the law indicated that $25 million in retroactive payment should have gone out as of december 31st 2023
5: so that trigger is the availability of cash um, right now and for the past six months we've been operating on a cash of six day, six days of cash
6: and in, in terms of that trigger then what what is the priority of the retroactive payment be, um, being made obviously payroll and all these other issues will take precedence so what at what priority level would allow for the payment of retroactive payments?
5: So um, we are prior- right now we're prioritizing naturally payroll, hospitals, waste management and uh, other operations, uh, service disruptions. Uh, so I, I, not that those things are weighted differently or, 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 or more weighted than the retroactive. All payments are a priority, but as it is right now, we just have to Prioritize the hospital, um, hospital payments, and payroll.
0: Lawmakers were audibly frustrated and disturbed by the revelation. With Finance Chair Senator Donna Fret Gregory pointing out that lawmakers were assured that the funds were available, which influenced their decision to unanimously vote to commit the twenty-five million dollars.
5: It is our intention to pay the remaining of when? the remainder of the, once we have cash. The $25 million that was transferred, as you rightfully stated, Senator, was used for other purposes. We had to make payroll.
0: This evening, Governor Albert Bryan Jr. will give his sixth State of the Territory address live from the Virgin Islands Legislature's Capitol building on St. Thomas. We spoke with Richard Mota, Government House Director of Communications, on what residents can anticipate from the governor's address. So
7: certainly you can anticipate the governor to... Uh, talk about some of the administration's key accomplishments uh, in 2023 and some outlooks toward 2024. Um, The governor is going to address, of course, uh, energy. That's a major point of uh, the governor's address this evening. He's going to talk about the pathway forward for the Water and Power Administration. There's some uh, big, exciting announcements that are going to be coming out um, this week with respect to um, some major projects and partnerships that the Water and Power Authority are inter- entering into. Um, you could also expect to uh, hear um, some some stuff around some pending legislation uh, that is going to be announced uh, during the State of the Territory Address. So I'm not going to give too much of that away, um, but um, there's a bill that the governor has been working on, um, got some public input on it, and is going to be... Uh, sending it down to the legislature. Um, and so, so yeah, a lot, lot, lot of things to look forward to. Um, obviously, the disaster recovery is going to be a large part of the governor's address this afternoon and the economy.
0: The State of the Territory address will broadcast at 6.30 on WTJX FM 93.1 and on WTJX TV Channel 12 with live reaction and commentary by varying panelists and hosted by Leslie Commission The Virgin Islands Police Department petitioned to have another provision of its federal consent decree removed from quarterly monitoring. Police Commissioner Ray Martinez says that the department is committed to continuing progress to be under full compliance with mandates that are meant to end unconstitutional police practices in the territory.
4: For me, the goal for, well, just not me, but my executive team was to get buy-in from the top-level supervision in the, um, in the department, and we really started to get the type of uh, buy-in that we need from them. And as a result of that, you're seeing the fruits of those labors, with us being able to um, have the monitors recommend that, again, that several other paragraphs of the consent decree uh be held that we're in substantial compliance
0: commissioner martinez says the consent decree has been a good thing for the department
4: there's no police department that wants to sit down and say well it was good for us to go under a consent decree but i will tell you that um we were placed under a consent decree much of the issues that we have had to do with our reporting or lack thereof it had to do that we had um, antiquated rules and procedures. A lot of our rules and procedures were um, developed back in 1984 and had not been changed since then. So of course, as time you know has progressed as the, um, the constitutionality of certain cases and certain types of policing moved on, VIPD was very slow in adapting to those uh, and implementing those changes and as a result, that's why we came under the consent decree.
0: Commissioner Martinez says, despite reporting in local media, the department willingly went under consent decree.
4: I think, though, one of the things that um, is most troubling to me is for folks to, you know, the media, the print media. One, um, one source in particular has always made it appear that uh, they made, they wrote this huge. Paper on the VIP about all the things that we were doing wrong, and as a result of that, the US DOJ came in and placed us under a consent decree, and that's totally false. I was a part under then Police Commissioner Elton Lewis, who met with US DOJ, and um, while he left, it was uh, we voluntarily entered into a consent decree. But again, you know, as a result of that, we are a much better police department. We we Uh, We police constitutionally at a much higher level. And um, and again, you're seeing the fruits of our labors.
0: One way or another, the Virgin Islands is set to decide the campaign for the 2024 Republican presidential nomination. That's the position of chairman of the Virgin Islands Republican Party, Gordon Ackley. On February 8th, the Virgin Islands will caucus and is the third overall Republican primary or caucus of the 2024 campaign season all registered Republicans. If you're independent or no
2: party, you can go down and change your, uh, affiliation to
8: Republican. Uh, we're having a, uh, the conscious vote. You'll get, uh, two ballots. One ballot is for the, uh, state committee, which is the state party that represents, uh, activities that we do at the state level. And then the other ballot will be a, uh, presidential preference poll. It'll list the um, five candidates because I I believe the ballots have been printed. I don't know. We're we're trying to find out if we get Chris Christie off the ballot if they've been printed or not right now. But, you know, when things like that happen, you know, you can imagine everything that changes. Again, it changes fast. So, um, you'll get a presidential ballot and you go ahead and you'll get to pick your first, second, you know, third choice, Uh, for
0: president. Of the eight presidential candidates who filed and qualified for the caucus ballot, only Donald Trump and Nikki Haley are still candidates. While they are no longer running, Vivek Ramaswani, Chris Christie and Perry Johnson will remain on the ballot, as well as Florida Governor Ron DeSantis, who dropped out just recently over the weekend. That's according to a final listing released by the party. There are three locations across the territory where individuals can go to cast their votes.
8: One is uh, up at Bluebeard, Phil, on Saint Thomas. On um, Saint John, is at the Lavongo Rum Bar, and in Saint Croix, is at the Chicken Shack. And once the votes are, uh polls are closed, the, the votes are going to be uh, flown over to uh, Saint Thomas. Uh, we're going to have a uh, ballroom at the Frenchman's Reef. The ballots will be counted. And the uh, winner winner will be announced of uh,
0: all the positions, and uh, that ran for the uh, state committee as well as the uh, presidential preference poll. Construction and pile driving will begin this week on Thursday, January twenty fifth, at the Ann Abramson Marine Facility on Saint Croix. The Virgin Islands Port Authority's contractor 11 construction will begin the reconstruction and driving of piles at the tender landing and service pair on the south side of the cruise ship dock. During the construction period, the authority warned there may be some inconveniences to the community, such as noise, underwater vibrations and access to the facility. Questions or concerns about the project should be directed to the Virgin Islands Port Authority's Engineering Office by calling 340-778-1012. The election system of the Virgin Islands will be conducting a series of training on completing the sixth Constitutional Convention nomination papers. Election Systems Deputy Supervisor Terrell Alexandri has the details.
8: Um, This training is scheduled on St. Cry for February 6th at 5.30 p.m. and on St. Thomas, February 8th, 2024 at 5.30 p.m. The purpose of the training is just to give potential candidates um, who are interested in running for the sixth Constitutional Convention the the do's and don'ts of running. Um, We're not going to be discussing what the the Constitutional Convention is. All we're going to be doing is the election process of it, like the number of signatures a candidate needs, for the nomination process, the different dates, early voting, We're going to give them some statistical information from the office, also what our the, the key members of our office, and just explain the whole entire election process. Because we are found in the past that individuals run, but they don't know the entire process, so we're just trying to bridge the gap somewhat.
0: Mr. Alexandre said registration to attend is not required, but is encouraged.
8: It is encouraged that they do submit their names to, the, to Ms. Fox, caroline.fox.bi.gov, so that we could know how many individuals to prepare for, because we are going to be preparing some packages and nomination package for them to have, so they can see what what is required.
0: Individuals may also call to register at 340-773-1021 on St. Croix, or 340-774-3107 on St. Thomas. Former Delegate to Congress Donna Christian Christensen was not only recently appointed to serve on the Board of Trustees for the University of the Virgin Islands, but also to be a part of the founding advisory board of the new School of Global Health at Meharry Medical College in Nashville, Tennessee. She says it's an honor to be of what she calls an exciting venture.
9: It is new. It is led by someone who used to be a fellow in my Congressional office, uh, of whom I am very proud because he 's done so much already, so take working with being able to work with uh, Dr. Daniel Dawes on this particular um, project is something i 'm looking forward to as well. I have been involved in global health a global health initiative before under the Obama administration I was very much involved, and my focus has always been in the Caribbean. Uh, region and was that we were able to uh, at least begin to look at the needs for public health infrastructure in the Caribbean, what they and and the assets that they have right now, and uh, what the needs were, would be, and we'd actually started to set out a timeline and a plan. Uh, but when the Obama administration ended, that process also ended.
0: The School of Global Health at Mihari will foster collaboration among emerging health leaders allowing them to strategize beyond what they call conventional boundaries to protect vulnerable underserved and under-resourced communities around the world.
9: I've always been a little uh, concerned that in the previous iteration we didn't look at the public health infrastructure needs in our own country while we were looking at what we can do to help other countries. So Local, um, national um, issues that impact public health infrastructure, that strengthen public health infrastructure here and in the Caribbean will be my focus.
0: The Virgin Islands Office of Veterans Affairs is inviting businesses across the territory to participate in its Veterans Discount Program. Director Patrick Farrell says it's the community's way to honor local veterans.
6: Very similar to... Veterans on the mainland, they go into so many stores and just show proof of being a veteran or being on active duty, whatever the case may be, and they offer discounts all over the place. So I, I want, well, the Office of Veterans Affairs wants to avail that to our veterans here in the territory because, like I always say, we are no different from the veterans that live on the mainland. We served in the same wars, same, served on the same battlefield, so parity.
0: The first business registration was hosted today on Cruise Bay St. John at the Frank Powell Bandstand from 3 to 6 p.m.
6: On Wednesday, January 24th, it will be on St. Croix at the Office of Veterans Affairs right there in the on the same compound as the, as the office. On Saturday, January 27th, we will do it at the Office of Veterans Affairs location on St. Thomas which is, we are co-located with the MCH, in the MCH building, we are at the bottom floor. So we will do it there. St. John and St. Croix is 3 p.m. to 6 p.m. And then on St. Thomas is 12 to 3, being that it's going to be a Saturday.
0: For those businesses who cannot attend, call the veteran's office to sign up.
6: We understand that some the authorized representatives may not be able to come out to the, the registration drives. So what we will do is if the businesses call us at 774-8387 on St. Thomas or 773-8387 on St. Croix, we will come to their business location and go ahead and sign them up.
0: As we move through the news feed, we turn now to our regional report. Violence in Haiti continues to surge as gang members reportedly raided the neighborhood of Solino a community home to numerous police officers and was once infested by gangs before a UN peacekeeping mission drove them out in the mid-2000s. The attack, which has lasted days, could mark a turning point for the gangs, which are now estimated to control up to 80% of the capital of Port-au-Prince and have been suspected of killing nearly 4,000 people and kidnapping another 3,000 just last year. They've overwhelmed police in the country of nearly 12 million people. Nearby communities who are afraid of the ongoing violence in Solino and surrounding areas began erecting barricades using rocks, trucks, and tires, and even banana trees to prevent gangs from entering. In October, the UN Security Council approved an armed force comprised of members of varying countries and islands to combat gangs in Haiti with the mission to be led by Kenya. A court order is currently blocking the Kenyan deployment, but a judge is expected to rule on the matter by the end of this week. Meteorologist Eric Weglars is off today, but meteorologist Russ Murley says residents can look forward to bright and sunny weather. We're turning now to the territory's weather forecast.
1: This is meteorologist Russ Murley with your WTJX local forecast. It's Monday the 22nd of January and some pleasant winter weather will continue here for the next several days. Winds will be steady today and again tomorrow. Rip current risk will be low to moderate at most area beaches, although north-facing beaches on St. Thomas and St. John may see a slightly higher risk of rip currents. We'll enjoy partly to mostly sunny skies this afternoon, just a bit of passing cloudiness from time to time, 82 to 86 degrees. Coolest temperatures on St. Croix, mostly clear tonight, 72 to 76. An east to northeast breeze at 10 to 15 will diminish through the overnight. Another gorgeous day tomorrow. We'll enjoy plenty of sunshine. High temperatures 83 to 87 degrees. There is a chance of a few showers late tomorrow night, 72 to 76, and a few scattered showers on Wednesday, mid-80s. I'm Meteorologist Russ Murley for WTJX.
0: We are at the end of today's WTJX News Feed. I'm Marcelina Ventura-Douglas. Join me every weekday at 5 p.m. And if you haven't already, be sure to download the WTJX app. If you missed a part of our news, you can listen to it on demand wherever you get your podcasts.